Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in Betting, a Sports Garden Network production. We are your source for sports entertainment and credible sports intelligence. And now, here's your host, Tom Barton. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode. SGN's Believe in Betting, and it is a bracket kind of day. Bracket Believe in Betting, and they gave me tongue twisters to start it off with. I am pumped up, though. We're going to go over uh, all of the brackets, all of the seedings, go over each kind of uh, matchup. I'll give you not only the first round, but some of the second round stats and trends, things of that nature um, that I do like. A lot of the mid-majors that I do like. And we'll move on uh, according to point spreads, also according to the brackets. So it's not just going to be a bracket show, also be point spreads. Touch on a couple of over-unders that I like. We're going to get into it all. I am absolutely pumped up. If you guys want to get in touch with us, please make sure you go to Twitter. Make sure you go to Facebook. It's SportsGarden, G-A-R-T-E-N, hashtag S-G-N. You can go to SportsGarden.com as well. Uh, SoundCloud, any of our fine syndicated affiliates. Also, we do have a terrestrial radio show that we do every single weekend, Sunday mornings on Sports Map Radio. Uh, it is the bulk of it is on Sports Map Radio. It's Sunday mornings. It's called Wanna Bet with Tom Barton. So please go check that all out. All right, guys, look, let's get right into it, right? And we can sit back and argue and debate about some of the problems, who got left out. I think SMU belongs. I don't think Rutgers should be there. Uh, Rutgers comes into this, and this is no offense to you Jersey boys out there, but Rutgers is basically the worst metrics ever for any team that has made the tournament selection history. So you could argue that they didn't belong. All right. We'll push that aside. I think Tennessee got the absolute shaft. I don't like that Tennessee's a three seed. To me, uh, one of the more ridiculous seeding mistakes that they made. Uh, this is a team that, uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I think they're the best team in the SEC. They went out and kind of proved it. Two SEC teams have higher seeds above them. They are certainly a two to me. Uh, they got a three seed in a rough draw and a really, really hard south part of the bracket. I didn't like that. I look down and I think, you know, UCLA as a four seed makes sense, but I think that they are a very dangerous four seed. Um, a couple of these other teams, I think LSU probably got a favorable seed as a six. USC, I think, is overshot as a seven. Now, you know, but overall, I don't like that Vermont got a 13. I think that they were a 12 seed. But overall, there's not a lot of complaining that I could do when you're really looking at it in totality. I mean, Tennessee really is is the one that everyone's kind of harping on. We'll get into that a little bit later. So let's start it out, right? We're looking at our brackets, upper left-hand corner. We'll talk about brackets, and we'll talk about the point spreads with the brackets, right? So upper left-hand corner, Gonzaga against Georgia State. This is Georgia State's one of those teams I said, you know, I hope that they consider what happened with their schedule because Georgia State was a, a good team when they were on the floor, and they went through a period where they missed three games in a six-game stretch, and there was problems and cancellations, and then their players were hurt. Not only one player, multiple players were hurt. They finished the year out strong. I was hoping that Georgia State could get like a 15, and if they got like a 15 or a 14, and I had Rocco Miller on my weekend show. He's a bracketeer over at bracketeer.org. Please tell him I, uh, I sent you there. Um, I had him on the weekend show, and basically he said the same thing about Georgia State we were talking about. 
you know, if they were able to get out of that 16, they could be maybe even upset minded. Now they're up against Gonzaga. It's a 20 plus point spread. It's the first, the highest point spread uh, here on opening weekend. And, and I'm looking at Georgia state and I'm saying, yeah, maybe you could cover, but it's a bad matchup for them. You know, Georgia state is a team where I don't believe in Gonzaga this year. I'm not a believer in Gonzaga. I'll tell you that right away, right away. But Georgia state, they defend well under the basket. They post up well for their size you know, they run a lot of ball screens. They have a pressure defense. They could make life miserable, but a guy like Timmy is just huge underneath. And as well as they can do underneath, they're not going to do it up against perhaps the best player in the country. So that's a problem. I got Gonzaga moving on there. Boise State, Memphis. You know, Boise State's team I watched all year long. I think that they deserve the, the slotting that they got. I think that they deserve an eight here. I could have gone as high as a seven. I think the Mountain West was down. I know they have a couple of teams in here. I didn't. I wasn't overly impressed with them. Memphis is a team that I was. I know my partner Tim out in Vegas uh, grabbed a ticket on them at like a hundred to one odds during the course of the year. They certainly have the athleticism. They certainly have what it takes to move on here. The eight nine matchups. You know, we went over this last week. The eight nine matchups, nines and eights. It's about 50-50, But the next round, they win less than 10% of the time. Why? Because they're going up against a one seed most of the time or all the time, except for once. And they're going to go run into a buzzsaw in Gonzaga. I have Memphis moving on, but I could see Boise State playing real good defense and really having, uh, you know, the clamp down D here that could give teams absolute fits. You look at UConn, New Mexico State. A lot of people believe in UConn. I know somebody out there, a, a very, very famous talking head, we'll call him, uh, media entity, en- entity has UConn going to the Final Four. I don't see it. Look, I think you, New Mexico State has a weak schedule, but I like the style of play that they have. I think that UConn is a little weak. I don't like what UConn has done later on in the season here. What UConn's done late in the year has kind of thrown me off of them. I think New Mexico State is a live 12, and it's the 5-12 matchup, so it's not like I have to convince a lot of people, but I think they are a live 12. Vermont, Arkansas, this one bothers me a lot. I have made more money on Vermont this year than any other team. I went 10-2 and two in Vermont games this year, or, or the Vermont games that I bet. I love to bet Vermont. I like to bet the over. Vermont's a team that could score 80. Vermont's a team that could hold you to under 40. But Arkansas, at a, a long period of time, up until about last week, were playing the best basketball in the country. They were streaking the right direction. I think this is a horrendous draw for Vermont, a Vermont team that's getting only five points. Uh, look, Vermont shoots 60% from two. And you look at when Ryan Davis is on the court and he is healthy, this has been just an absolutely dominant American East team. They went out there and humiliated, absolutely humiliated teams, winning by like 40 in the conference championship games. Um, Iona, Toledo, Townsend, they're all out of the picture. You know, the 13 seed is Vermont's, but I kind of wish they didn't get it. If, it. if it was them, I wouldn't have given it to to Vermont, I think Vermont's a 12. You give me Vermont in that 12 spot instead of New Mexico State, I'd probably have Vermont going to the Sweet 16. But here against Arkansas, Arkansas is a very good team. They had won 14 to 15 a point in the year in the hardest conference in America, which is the SEC. This is a tough matchup. I really want to take Vermont in the points. I really want to take those five points. I want to take Vermont on the money line. And I think Vermont can do it, but I hate, hate, hate the matchup. That's one of those things that really bothers me. Alabama, you know, to me, Alabama's going to kind of cruise here. We've seen Alabama at their best, and Alabama at their best is a team that could be a national championship. You know, Alabama at their best absolutely can waltz to a national championship. I just haven't seen them play at their best for about a month or so. 
And you get Texas Tech, Montana State. Montana State's a pretty good team. Texas Tech is the new flavor of the week, it seems. Um, it was Montana State's first automatic bid since 96. So people don't know about them, but they're a pretty good team. I don't know if they're an upset-minded team. you got to put Texas Tech through. And the points aren't exactly alluring. Look, you would have given me 12, 13, 14, 15 points with Montana State. You have to, you do have to take a look at it. Michigan State, Davidson. Davidson is a one-point favorite when we talk today. I expect that to flip back because people are going to be all over Izzo, all of a sudden Izzo in March and all that uh, conversation. But it'll tell you just how vulnerable Michigan State feels to people and just how dangerous Davidson can be. I know Davidson struggled at times in certain games, but overall, this is an experienced, a well-coached team. I wouldn't be surprised if Davidson, as the 10 seed, pulls that off. And then you got Duke against Cal State Fullerton. I said Duke would be the first top, one of the first top seeds to go down, but this Fullerton team is just awful. I, I mean, they are absolutely awful. As a matter of fact, they're so awful that Duke starts to become almost, on a betting line, almost an advantage because people are anti-Duke. Look, Cal Fullerton is 229th in Division One from three-point range, right? Ken Palm has them at 149. Uh, their adjusted offense is 144. They're 300th in assist, 264th in rebounds, okay? They shoot the three horrendously. Now, I'll give it to them. Look, they were 26 of 51 for three-pointers against UC Davis and LB State in the last two games, sure. But... They were 16 to 62 the previous four, and 171 out of one uh, out of 518 on the season. Horrendous. They are a, a simply a horrendous shooting team. Duke could really kind of uh, do well by themselves here with a, a massive, massive blowout. Wouldn't shock me. So I'm moving Duke on there. Coming out of that region, look, you know, it's hard to go. I don't think it's Gonzaga's year, but I certainly don't think it's Duke's year. Michigan State might go out in round one. It wouldn't surprise me if Texas Tech went out in round one. Alabama has the potential, but I need to see it. Arkansas has the potential. I kind of like Vermont. UConn, I don't buy into. So by default, I have Gonzaga coming out of that bracket. Let's move over to the south. This is the on your bracket, the upper right-hand corner. Because so I, I say south and people go, what are you talking about? Okay, this is the upper right. Arizona should waltz on. Look, Arizona is the number one team. They're number one seed. They are playing at a number one level. Sure, we could push them through. I do have coaching concerns with our Arizona. I, I don't know. You know, they, there's always the team that seems to have all the talent, and they trip up somewhere. Seton Hall, TCU. I think Seton Hall's a lot better than people giving credit for. TCU, sure, they come from a good conference, but Seton Hall is a lot better than people give credit for. Seton Hall's an experienced team. If they're shooting the right way, this will be a blowout. If not, you know, I could see TCU winning that game, but I have Seton Hall moving on. Houston, UAB. Here's an upset for me, man. I, I like UAB to go here. I, I, am a, I, I am going with UAB in this spot. This is my upset. UAB is getting eight and a half or nine points, depending on where you're looking. I like them. I think UAB is that team this year that can score. They are really uh, a team that you have to start to pay attention to, right? When you start to look at Houston, I think they're vulnerable in some spots. I think they're susceptible. They lost a non-conference to Wisconsin. They lost a non-conference to Alabama, right? And their biggest wins are against Memphis. I'm not that worried. The UAB Blazers, okay, are one of the best three-point shooting teams. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. When I'm picking an underdog to really upset the apple cart, I like big-time outside shooting teams and really disciplined and usually older teams. Well, UAB fits a lot of these. They also do not turn the ball over at all. They contain the ball. They hold on to it. They don't make mistakes. So they don't make mistakes. They hit threes. And Houston cannot shoot free throws. They just can't. 
So I like UAB. I got UAB moving on, but I certainly like them plus the points here. Illinois, Chattanooga. Uh, you know, Chattanooga is a, a dangerous team. I still think Illinois has enough with Kofi Coburn, but they are missing IO desperately. And you can't just feed it down to the big man consistently. I have Illinois moving on, but uh, you know, they're, they're, they worry me. You know, they, they, they worry me. Can I, can I just go with that? Okay. Colorado state, Michigan, this is the kind of neither one of them belong Michigan. I know they had the number three strength of schedule, I get it. They have to be here, but they are way overseeded at 11. Colorado State, I, I can't, I, I have no idea why they're six. Absolutely no idea why they're six here. The whole world is going to take Michigan in this game. I think Colorado State could get out of the, this round because of what they are, but I'm telling you, day two, that Saturday, Sunday, when they're, where, I don't know if they're going to slate to play Saturday or Sunday, but if they're playing Saturday or Sunday. They're probably going to be going up against Tennessee, which is my next team, um, and they'll get humiliated. I love them. I love the, them to just get crushed. If it's Michigan, same thing. Love them to get crushed. Which brings me to Tennessee. I think Longwood's a real good team. It's a real good story. I'm happy for Longwood. Longwood would have been one of my upset teams. Tennessee's just playing on a different level right now. Tennessee's the best team from the best conference in America. Tennessee is now motivated because they got a three seed. I feel bad for Longwood. Loyola Chicago is actually the favorite as a 10 seed over Ohio State. We're seeing a lot of 10 seeds being favored, Davidson and Loyola. And I think it holds true here. Uh, Seeding be gone. I think Loyola is an experienced team, and they can absolutely upset Ohio State. And then Villanova at Delaware spreads about 17 or so. I don't know if Villanova is going to blow this team out of the water. Delaware could probably hang around. Uh, but I think Villanova, it, come this time of March, is one of the more, if not the most dangerous team in America because of what they've been through and the coaching that they do have. Plus, they have the best player on the floor nearly every night against nearly every team in Connor Gillespie. All right, let's go to the East. Baylor is my weakest number one seed. They get Norfolk in round one. Baylor's about a 20-point favorite. I kind of like Norfolk here. I don't love him. I just don't love Baylor. And, and you're giving me 20-plus points. It makes a little bit of sense. Now, Baylor, probably going to get out of first round. Let's be honest. We're not going to go against them. You know, Norfolk's not winning the game. But with points, I kind of like them. UNC Marquette, this is one of the more interesting games on the board at all. Uh, UNC Marquette... This is a, you know, you know UNC is going to be favored by a little bit, but it's an 8-9 matchup. They split about 50% of the time. UNC at times this year has looked like a top 10 team. Marquette at times this year has looked like a top 10 team. And then at times this year, they've looked like they shouldn't be a tournament team. I think UNC right now is playing better basketball. UNC you almost have to push through. But you want to make the argument for Marquette? That's fine. Here's the interesting thing about UNC against Marquette. Whoever comes out of that on day two, Saturday or Sunday, right? I like them against Baylor. I don't know if I like them to win outright, but I certainly am taking the points, and they may win outright. You could convince me that Marquette or UNC could be an Elite Eight team. That's where this game is so interesting. St. Mary's, I think, moves on. St. Mary's is very underrated. They get a, get a nice solid five seed, but they're very underrated, and I, I think that they do move on uh, with relative ease. UCLA against Akron. Talk about the zips, and you, you could have a nice little fun story about Akron and uh, you know who they are. It's the first tournament bid since 2013. Yeah, Akron's fine, but look at the end of the day, you know UCLA is playing absolutely fantastic, and and when UCLA is playing this way, you harken back to last year. They are a four seed. I think that they get by the first round with with relative ease. And as good as St. Mary's is, UCLA is looking like an elite eight team to me. They really are. They look like they could certainly give Baylor all they can handle in that round if they wind up getting to Baylor or UNC Marquette. So this is a, a, a 
chaos kind of bracket because it could go either way. Going down on the bottom of that, Virginia Tech against Texas. Virginia Tech's number 11 team in the country, uh, or, or I'm sorry, 11 bracket. They're better than Texas. They're the ACC champions. They've been playing out of their minds right now. They're better than Texas. I'm taking VTech all day. And by the way, the lines makers agree with me. Purdue, Yale. You know, I, I did an Ivy League podcast, and I really went deep into Yale. Yale, Swain's going to get his points. Swain has uh, scored 20-plus points in three straight games. They're going to do the pick and roll all day. Yale's going to pick and roll Purdue to death. They are going to get their points. Yale's going to score 70-plus points in this game because Purdue efficiency rating on the defensive side are after 100. They're 100 and 102, depending on what type of rating you're looking at. Purdue can't defend, but Purdue can score. And Purdue can score underneath. And Yale, their field goal percentage on two points are 220-something. They cannot defend. Purdue might score 90 in this game. Yale's going to score 70-plus. I can't put Yale through. Purdue's going to go through. Murray State against San Francisco. I like Murray State. I I think that this team is one of the more underrated teams in the country. I I like the San Francisco story. Don't get me wrong. San Francisco is a fun story. Murray State, 31 team. This is a dominant team. They're an experienced team. They're a team that I can see being kind of that that just, wow, where did they come from team? Which brings me to Kentucky-St. Peter's. Uh, St. Pete's will have a decent game, maybe early on, but Kentucky should run away with it just on pure athleticism. Like I said, this bracket could go anyway. Baylor could come out. UNC could come out. Marquette could come out. I could see UCLA coming out. I could see Vatek making a run. I, certainly Purdue. And Purdue's probably a team that I'm going to go here. I think in round two, I, I think Murray State can upset Kentucky. So to me, this is my chaos part of the bracket. Then we go to the Midwest, where we had chaos there. I think this holds pretty much true. Look, Kansas is going to get out of the first round with, with no problem at all. I think Kansas is one of the best teams in the country. Creighton, San Diego State, who cares? It's an 8-9 matchup. I think San Diego State and the Mountain West is a little overrated. Uh, Creighton probably, the way that they've been playing, should be able to roll there. Iowa, number five seed. Look, Iowa is still under 500 against, you know, quad one teams, uh, but Richmond isn't that. It's a dangerous 5-12. Everyone's going to look at the 5-12. You cannot just be overly uh, – you, you can't sit back and tell me that you're not overly impressed with what Iowa's done. I, I mean, Iowa's just been fantastic here late. I, Iowa's going to score and score, and Richmond's just not going to be able to catch up. Richmond needed a prayer to even get into this spot, so I know it's a 5-12 matchup. There's going to be a lot of people that want to take Richmond because of the 5-12 matchup. I just can't do it. Give me Iowa. You want an upset? South Dakota State is a team we talked about here. Now, everyone's kind of jumping on them, right? Providence is, is a four seed that seems ripe for the picking. South Dakota State has the best three-point percentage in the country. South Dakota State has a fantastic two-point percentage. They can shoot. They do not defend. And when you're starting to look at South Dakota State, look, I love them. I, I really did, and I love the draw that they have here, okay? But they rank 222nd in defensive efficiency. They also turn the ball over 11 times per game. I have South Dakota State moving on. I have South Dakota State winning the game on the money line. You're only getting plus one or plus one and a half. Uh, but this is not the layup that it originally seemed like. And now every single talking head seems to be jumping on South Dakota State, which worries me as well. LSU, Iowa State, the LSU coaching situation, we don't know what's going on there. I still think they're a better team than Iowa State, but does it give them motivation or does this become a distraction? Wisconsin, Colgate, I like Colgate too. Colgate's a good team. They are a little bit battle-tested. They've been here before. I like Colgate, but it's in Wisconsin. I mean, Wisconsin's playing a home game, guys. You can't can't put them, it's a a seven-and-a-half-point spread. I, I would have loved Colgate against any other three team out there. 
Any of the three, I'm taking Colgate plus the points. But they're playing basically in Madison's backyard. That's a worry. USC, Miami, I think it's a coin flip game. USC's real big. Miami's real small. Uh, so this could go either way. Who dictates the pace? I think both USC and Miami, you can make an argument, are way over-slotted over, uh, here. I, I, I could say USC should be an 11 or a 12 seed. I think Miami should be a 12 or a 13 seed. They're both way over-slotted. They're going to battle it out. Whoever comes out, going to be you know, a feast for Auburn. Auburn takes on Jacksonville State. That should be one of the biggest blowouts of the year. Auburn should humiliate this team. And in round two, they should humiliate either USC or Miami. So while Auburn is dangerous here, right, I don't believe in Wisconsin uh, long-term. And I would think that they might even be on upset alert if they weren't playing in their own backyard. It comes down to really... You know, do you believe in Iowa? Nah, not against Kansas. Kansas or Auburn. And I think this is the be- one of the better one-two punches here. I got Kansas. So, you know, that that's that's where I'm looking. Look, my final four, I got Gonzaga by default, Purdue in the mess that anybody's game, Kansas and Tennessee. I wish I could have a Kansas-Tennessee final, but I'm a believer in Tennessee. I'm a believer in the best team from the best conference in America, Moving on, I'm a believer that they can really, you know, turn it on and and become that kind of champion. But overall, guys, you know, some of my best bets, I told you some of the some of the teams that I'm looking at plus the points. I do like the Yale over. I think that Yale over makes a lot of sense. I think the Vermont over makes a lot of sense. I think the South Dakota State over makes a lot of sense. So if you're a totals player, that's what I'm looking at for totals. If you are a, a line player, I gave you a lot of underdogs to go with, a couple of favorites there. Overall, I think that this can be a crazy bracket. I think we're going to get lots of upsets, lots of craziness. But I almost expect more craziness on Saturday and Sunday than I do on Thursday and Friday, where I think people's brackets are going to be relatively intact. All right, guys, that's going to do it for me. Make sure you guys enjoy. Enjoy the brackets. Enjoy making money. Um, We will talk next week when we are set out of the first weekend. I'm going to be in Las Vegas. uh, I'm sorry, in Atlantic City live all week. So I'll tell you guys how that was. I'll I'll review a couple of the casinos and the sports books. We'll talk next week. Guys, have a very good bracket. I'll be back next week, and you can bet on that. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.